Okay, hello and welcome to our very first podcast. This is me, Monica Ria, along with my two sisters, Boogie Ria and Sonam Ria. Uh, we are the Ria sisters. Thank you for tuning in and listening to us. Um, here's a little bit about ourselves, just to get us started. Uh, my name is Monica, as I just said, and I am the eldest sister out of the three of us. Um, yeah, and I'm going to pass it over to Boogie and she can carry on. Go on, Boogie. Um, hi, Boogie. <laughs> She's um, a bit shy. <laughs> hardly. Um, so uh, I'm the middle one, I guess, or, you know, the one after the eldest one. She sounded like she works at a market. Hello, hello, hello. Um, I am in my 30s, mid-30s. I am a mother of one. Um, I work full-time and, you know, do all the joys that come with motherhood and working full-time and, you know, doing all that kind of jazz. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, And I will now pass you over to the one after me, Thornham. Hello there. I'm the youngest of the bunch. And most people would associate that with maybe the spoilt one, but I assure you I'm not spoilt. Um, yes, I am. And I'm a mum of two little kids, a three-year-old and an eight-month-year-old. So yes, I am a very caught up with my crazy schedules as new mum not working because I don't even know where I would squeeze that in Uh, as you could imagine my life is just consumed of wiping crap and you know feeding (laughs) mouths and I don't know where I would put in work but I did work once upon a time, which was nice, and I miss it. <laughs> but yeah, do you, you miss really, do, you, do you actually miss work? Both uh, <laughs> the same question. To be fair, I mean, my, I mean, my previous job was in pharmacy, and any anyone who works in any kind of pharmacy position knows that it is hell. So, no matter what kind of store you're in. It could be a fancy wow. store, it could be a little, you know, tiny mini box store. It's still here. Is that so because I'm random actually... people come up to you say, come and look at my lump or come and look at my fungus or something like that? <laughs> oh, do you know what? My first experience, I'm sure it. I think my first medical experience was was quite a scary one. Why? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Should I talk about this in the first podcast? It might put people off. You might as well. <laughs> No, you might as well. Telling ah. people what we have. To say. I don't even think I know the story. So, and 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 to put it out there, I'm not actually at this point. I wasn't medically qualified whatsoever. So, yeah, someone came up to me at the counter, and I was like, "Hi, can I help you?" And obviously, not like that, but it's like, "Hello, can I help you?" <laughs> They probably think I'm a creep. (laughs) And this woman goes, "Oh yes, um, I have a fungal infection." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine. Um, 
And she said, yeah, um, I'm finding it very itchy in my vagina. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> she actually said the I vagina word. And I was just like, no, she actually said that to me. How can you even say that openly in public? And you have to bear in mind, yeah, I was, I was obviously young. And we obviously come from, oh, I was, I, I was 18, 17, 18. Oh, yeah, big word. <laughs> big word. I say young, but I mean, obviously, you're old enough to deal with that. But obviously, I wasn't old enough to deal with it. <laughs> and i tell you why, because we obviously Please. come from an Indian household, as most Indians out there who could relate the word vagina is not really acceptable in you know socially open language you can imagine it. some auntie going ballistic if she heard the word so oh. I probably had an auntie moment right there and then like how dare you say <laughs> that word <laughs> Like, but obviously I couldn't say it and I said um um um, just, just, just bear with me one moment, madam, and let me get somebody who can help you. And freaked out, ran behind the counter, and I said, "Oh my God, this this woman is talking about her private business, and I have no idea what to do." <laughs> so, yeah, oh dear, that was my first experience. I, think that, I think that just made my day. <laughs> my first... I yeah, I couldn't tell you guys that either, to be fair, but hey, ho, there's a first for everything. I'd actually believe we're doing our first podcast and actually we've talked about vagina already. Oh my God. Yeah. But just for well, I... start with a bang. Actually, to be honest, <laughs> you, back then, when you're young, you, you can't even comprehend the word, but after popping out two kids, you're just like, yeah, whatever it is. Okay, I have a vagina. It, it, you know, and probably half the world seen it and all. <laughs> yeah, I know. You, you know. It's funny actually. Before you, before you oh, actually have children, you're really like that. protective about these things. And then actually, when you've protective. had kids, yeah, because like I feel like you're a bit more kind of like, oh my god, can't say this word. And then as soon as you've had kids, yeah, because you've had random midwives you've never known or random nurses come into the room, male and female, you know, you're a bit like carefree about it. You're like, I don't give a shit anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. I want to put it out there just for our viewers who are probably listening to us here um just to we give you a little bit, of a little bit of the explicitness <laughs> first of all i do apologize <laughs> for all, but just to all let my you know, aunties out there that might be listening to me i'm absolutely sorry and please don't beat me <laughs> Please don't hate. Um, but we do come from a very authentic Punjabi background where we are a bit more conservative in, in respects of those kind of um, topics. It's not something that's commonly spoken about around a dinner table. Uh, actually, I don't know if that's a, a conversation that anybody has around their dinner table for that matter. But, yeah, mm. so that's why it's a little bit a bit weird when you actually get your first encounter with um, those kind of words from people you don't actually know, it's a, it, it kind of throws you off. So, but yeah, Boogie, have you ever experienced something like that? <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, know if what, anybody standing, about standing behind a, a pharmacy counter and uh, somebody coming up and asking me about that. No, I haven't quite had that experience. <laughs> um, but to be honest, I think I, I, don't, I think I give up a vibe to people where I just say, just don't talk to me in general. 
by anything. So I don't, I don't really get, uh, you know, I don't, but I don't he think is the I'm anti-G. very approachable. I'm not the anti G. So, yeah. I, th- I think I'm just. Uh, yeah. You I think are, a lot of people just think you're... I'm angry all the time. So this is like <laughs> a <pretty laughs> So yeah, she's the angry young lady. But, but 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 in most cases, I've probably just got my earphones and I'm probably just listening to some music, which I think is very common for most people who probably spend a couple of hours a day traveling to and from work or whatever. You know, well before pandemic, um, and and so you just you just don't you just don't look up and you know randomly start chatting to people. You just don't. That doesn't happen. I can't say I've ever had those kind of situations to be honest. Other than giving birth, that was. But then you're so high on gas in there that quite frankly you don't give a shit about betting me that. So <laughs> mm. let's face it, everybody's in the same boat. Mm. No one cares. Just get the baby out. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they've seen one too many, and we've just we've just given birth, so we don't care. No. What about you? Have you had one? No, no, I can't say I have any encounters of any of those kind of things at all. Um, I don't don't know if I gave a little bit of a background on myself, but I work in events, so my uh, I'm usually around not quite the, the area to have that yeah, kind of conversation. So it's yeah, it's not something that bride and groom actually want to come out and discuss with me. Um, so that that's that's the least of their worries, I think. Or maybe no, one of them. You do get you do get those people who celebrate when you know oh, yeah. their, their daughters have their period, yes. the period parties. Yes, yeah, you can talk about that. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Uh, w- well, actually, talking about a period party or talking about the period? Oh, either. Well, I guess it's both, isn't it? Well, I mean, I must admit, with some of the nature of work that I do do, uh, I have hosted some of those. I haven't phys- phys- physically helped them personally, but for clientele and actually done, like, you know, a bit of work on, on, on regards to that. Um, but, yeah, I think initially... It, to know the whole concept of celebrating something like that kind of threw me off, and and I was a bit like, "Whoa, people actually do that? That's that's new." But I think, you know, when it becomes a bit familiar, I'm sure like Sornum as well. I'm sure there's loads of people that have come up to the counter and asked about, you know, those kind of creams and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I still can't say it's really, <laughs> you know, you kind of get used to it. <laughs> I'm excited with it. You're the kind of person who probably just shows the pharmacist the picture. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, uh, a little bit of actually, do you know what? I don't see that. Let's not go there. <laughs> we won't go there. We won't go there. So, also, let's just tell our viewers the purpose of this podcast as well. So, um, one of the reasons why we wanted to get together and actually just do a podcast was to just reach out to probably someone of likewise uh, ages. Um, just to have a bit of a laugh during, um, you know, because it's been a difficult year. You know, things have been difficult in many aspects. You know, people can't travel out. Things have been difficult in terms of schooling and everything else. Um, so, you know, feel free to like, you know, I mean, we're going to, where our podcast is going to be sort of put out, there will be some contact details as well. So do feel free to like, you know, direct message us or send us an email and let us know how things have been going for you during this pandemic. And uh, we'll probably tell you a little bit of embarrassing stories you might have, which would be amazing. I'd love to hear about those topics as well that you think you you can maybe challenge us with. Oh, Mm. yeah, please don't make it too challenging, (laughs) but we would love to hear from you. Um, But Sonam, how did you find the pandemic? How did you find the whole lockdown? Um, 
personally, uh, it's been quite stressful. And because you've got two little little kids, yeah. I mean, um, <clears throat> when 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 my youngest was born, of me, um, <clears throat> to be honest, the first few months were quite bliss because obviously they're they're quite nice and cute at that age, and um, my my son was obviously very, you know, loving and caring towards her, and it was quite nice the the beginning part, and you know he had the chance to see her grow up a little bit, which was quite an exciting thing for him to see. Um, that part was was all good. Um, it started getting a bit stressful when. We, when obviously we couldn't meet each other as a family, I'd say that mm. that part was the most difficult part. Um, thank God, you know, I managed to give birth just before lockdown. The first lockdown happened, so I didn't have that issue where you know family couldn't come and see the baby or having my birthing partner and you know like my husband there. Um, which I've known a lot of women have have had to go through that where they couldn't have even their husbands there during labour. So I'm actually quite, I was in a lucky position. Uh, I I would say there were moments where I I could probably felt a little bit depressed. Um, just just mm-hmm. maybe more so the fact of being overwhelmed by it all and. I th- I think it was more that not. I mean, if everyone knows what I'm like, uh, I mean, I'm not one who to completely dwell into depression, but just just kind of like depressed in a way that you you can't do what you got to do and just be normal, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's, there's some good parts and bad parts, I would say. Um. Obviously, the, the hardest part was obviously seeing uh, my husband obviously keep having to go into work because he's a key worker, um, which was quite scary, thinking that any moment he could, you know, be exposed or, well, obviously he is exposed, but, um, you know, just, just the constant worry. You worry about, you know, your own family. Like, we've obviously got a new family, young family. You worry about your immediate family. It's it's just a constant worry, I would say. That's been quite difficult. Um, but we've had, we've had, but, it's, it's pros and cons. We've had good times. Um, I'm not going to lie, but we, we've had some tough times too. Yeah. But it must have been nice at... Uh, I totally understand the the concept of like you know being constantly worried about loved ones, but um, I mean if it's in the household, then you know it's um, like having two very small ones and having been at home with them without the worrying of having to get out and you know the run just running around doing your normal stuff. It would have been nice to actually have that little bit of me time the with me the time kids. Was that, good, you know, yeah. and and I think. Oh, people are going to love this, but I loved the fact that I didn't have to worry about occasions and functions because everybody knows it's not the easiest when you've got a little one and you're all doled up in your Indian gear yeah. and you've got some tiny little baby yanking at every 
nook and cranny, you know, on you and <laughs> um, beating you alive and you just look like crap and you just want to go home. Uh, so that part is was was nice that I didn't have to worry about that part. Yeah. It must be a bit stress free in that respect. Yeah, so. and 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 I love the fact that nowadays you can just be part of an occasion and you're in a Zoom call, and 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 yeah, you don't have to worry about getting dressed up, yeah. like waking up a couple of hours beforehand before the kids <laughs> and all that. Can you imagine having to slap on all your makeup and all that palaver oh. and? trying to find your bangles and all sorts and now just make sure your face is done if that and then just hop on a zoom call and just you know watch a wedding happenings i think it's the best i think it's yeah, genius yeah. <laughs> yeah i think it, sh- it shouldn't be something that should really come to an end but i think bride and grooms actually feel differently about that i'm sure they would love to celebrate i think there's pros um, and cons as well one. because i think i feel like you know like when you first have a baby it is overwhelming and stuff and and maybe people might have a comment about that but um going to programs is quite stressful you know packing the bags doing the two-hour feed like you said you know carrying everything around with you the journeys the car journey especially if it's long distance you know the stop-offs and all that kind of jazz but the thing is at the same time like like there's that element of it which I don't miss, and I think to to be fair, pandemic or no pandemic, we should just scrap that. I think the first year of a baby being born, there should just be no more functions than than thirty people. It shouldn't be forty days. <laughs> it should be, be local. the first year, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. should just be a standard thing. But regardless of that, I think the other side of it is, you know, you do kind of miss seeing people, don't you? Like because in one way, aspect, I think you miss. I think in some yeah, I feel I feel in some ways it does tackle the you know the kind of postnatal depression a little bit that kicks in mm. because you know you could get into a rut, can't you? You can get into that rut of doing everything every single day. But sometimes when an occasion comes along, as stressful as it can be, just being able to get out is an excuse, isn't it? Because otherwise, if you didn't have that and you're off work, let's say, or you're not working or or whatever, and so you didn't have any sort of release, what would you do, right? So I feel like sometimes, in one way, it's a pain in the backside. Totally agree. But on the other side, I think for some people, it must be like, let's just get out and see some family and some friends and just have a laugh because I really, really need it. Like, it's been weeks since I've been out or something. I don't know how everybody feels like, but like I feel a bit like of an escape. Yeah, a bit of an I feel like it, there's two sides to two sides of it. I do not miss the dressing up of it, and I do not miss all the packing of the... Yeah. But at the same time, I do miss the bits of... <laughs> Maybe they have to just sit down and have a chat with somebody for you know, or just having a bit of a dance, or just, you know, just like the oh, social no, the element of it, the bits that you enjoy. Yeah, the good food, but you don't have to cook. Yeah, <laughs> the cake. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the the good side of it. That's the bit I I'm do like about. a bit of cake. Do like a bit of cake and coffee at the yeah, end of the event. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Some right now. You don't know with a fat crispy end. With a good chutney. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If anyone's yeah. that, maybe their input on how they feel about it, I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, it'd be good to hear. It'd be interesting. It's how it's worked out for a lot of people. I think there's probably been a lot of people, I think from the area that I'm, where I'm at, um, we did emphasise a lot on people being alone and the social aspect of it and, you know, whether they were getting out just for the, the basics and, you know, are they getting enough conversation? Because there's a lot of people that live mm. on their own. So I think we're all quite fortunate that we live with some sort of family. Um, some people don't have that and live on their own and, you know, sort of 
rely on just going to the post office or going to the local shop for a bit of bread and milk and rely on that conversation yep. on a daily basis. So in that respect, you know, we, we have been quite blessed. So can't complain. But how was the pandemic for you, Biggie? I think I'm one of the fortunate ones, to be honest. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm probably one of those fortunate people who managed to keep my job um, as an HN working full time. And a lot of people at the moment are facing redundancy. So there's a huge amount of pressure and stress that a lot of people are going through. And I think I'm very blessed and fortunate that I don't necessarily need to worry about that as yet. Not to say that won't happen or it couldn't happen. Um, I do, you know, I do miss the, I don't miss the traveling to work bit because you know again I've saved a couple of hours a day and you know there's benefits of that you know not having to travel get a bit more work done um save a bit of money on the travel costs and things like that but at the same time I it's the social element I miss going in and interacting with people because you know you could be sitting at your desk all day long and sometimes you know you roll past five o'clock or roll past six o'clock you don't really get a cut off as such you know sometimes that that walk at the end of the day you know from the office to home you know it's a bit of a stress reliever kind of like keeps helps you unwind a little bit you know you basically will come off from your laptop at home and then you'll go straight into the kitchen let's say and start cooking dinner or something you know you don't get that little bit of even if you're sitting on the train and reading the paper or listening to some music that half an hour hour whatever it's just a bit of a I don't know it's just a bit of a, a wind down between office and home you know you get that you get a bit of time in between that just kind of sets you up for the next thing and I kind of miss that element of it like you know um and, and just meeting people in the office and, and bouncing off ideas and the interaction that you get I think you can't really bounce off yourself at that's home quite <laughs> interesting because yeah no because that's that's quite interesting because I think a lot of people that I've spoken to who have managed to work from home um they don't actually miss the office at all um they actually love the fact that they can work from home and you know there's, so there's great benefits of it there's loads of benefits of working from home you know they you know you get more done you know you don't travel sometimes you get that quiet time that you need but at the same time um again I'm fortunate I live with a family so I have other conversations at home you know but if you're on your own you know, you come off your work laptop or whatever and then you've got no one else at home to talk to, you know, so who, where do you go? You're basically on your own all day. I mean, you can have Skype calls, Zoom calls, you know, whatever, but um, I guess I'm a bit old school in that aspect or I think I'm a bit old-fashioned. You know, speaking to a person face-to-face is different to having a interface interaction. Um, and I just think, I don't know, I, I, I think that's the bit I, I, I miss. I'm not saying I'm a big social person but I'm a bit old school I like I, I I'm not, I'm not gonna deny I like speaking to people face to face rather than you know necessarily on the phone or via a zoom thing or whatever surprisingly much you sit there in a podcast but there you go um well yeah I was gonna say it was quite difficult to get you on the bandwagon <laughs> well you just spent ages trying to convince me <laughs> so I thought oh I better just give it to her in it <laughs> But I don't know. I I, th- I feel yeah. like there's, there's 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 good and there's bad, and I think um, you know I think it's always good to have a healthy balance of both. I don't think we're actually after the pandemic if if we're ever going to go back to working in the office full time anyway. So there might always be an element of for people to work and working from home, like maybe you know two days or a day or or whatever it's going to be. Like this pandemic is going to change the way people work. 
But I think there needs to be a balance. I don't think you can have it one way or the other way now. I, I just don't mm. think it works like that anymore. People's Things lives are just very different. I think. Yeah. And working, hopefully but... for the better. <laughs> well, you never know. You want your little ones a bit bigger, you know. That's so funny. You might want to go back and have those very intimate conversations with your customers. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. Do you know what? I think it... it... It makes well, a difference. It makes I'm a difference what kind of job you do. I think where where you're on the laptop, you you actually do want <clears> to go and speak to people. But whereas my job was seeing people day in day out every day all the time, and it's yeah. just like in your face. You probably crave the laptop. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't mind like messaging someone rather than actually t- talking to anybody because you just get by the time you get home you've <laughs> got like, dry mouth and you for God's sake I'm tired and like I need water. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? That's a good point. I think it does depend on your job. It does yeah. depend on your role. You, you always yeah. end up yeah. craving the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose if you're frontline of the business where you're constantly seeing clients, and I think, Bugger, you're mm. not because you're more back office, aren't yeah. you, so to speak? Whereas you know, I think both of them are front, mm-hmm. front of house. Um, so I think that does make a difference. And you sometimes yeah. and, and uh, yeah. you get the day where you just end up with that one person. Uh, seriously that can mess up your week I tell you or month. I tell you that is the worst but hey what about for you Mon <laughs> has the pandi- huh? pandemic been for you I'm not going to lie um, it's not been that bad I mean yeah I kind of got a little bit uh, reduced hour done work um, so I didn't have much to do as I would have done generally because obviously with the wedding um, scenario obviously that was just completely locked down so um, it was just sort of um, doing what you could but I think because I've been working quite consistently for good six seven years now and the only time I usually used to get off is during um, Christmas time so I could take a couple of weeks off during that time and actually just spend it with the kids in a way it kind of felt a little bit like Christmas had come early in a way. Um, spending so much time mm. with the kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. There were times that, please, can I go back to work? But then having said that, there was times that, you know, things that you just kind of put off till, you know, Christmas holidays, like, you know, I don't know, just organising, baking. You know, baking became yeah. quite a big thing. Um, doing arts and crafts. I mean, my kids are a bit older than both of yours, so like 10 and 11. Um I'm blessed with both, a boy and a girl. So, you know, it was, you know, sometimes you're doing your nails and you're doing like face packs and you're doing all sorts of things, absolutely all sorts of things. And I just think, you know, sometimes Christmas holidays are just Mm. not enough. And I kind of felt like, I don't say that lost touch with my kids because I like to think that I'm quite a hands-on parent, but there was times like, yeah, I suppose we were pretty much living under each other's skin even but it was nice. I must admit, it was nice to just spend that quality time with the kids. And I think the kids got to know us as parents a lot better. Um, not just the ones that sort of provides and feeds and dresses them. <laughs> you know, in terms of personalities, you know, we all got to know each other a lot more. Um, so, yeah, it, it was nice. Um, I can't say, you know, complain in that respect. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, like I said, it was dif- difficult um, at times. And, yeah, there was concerns about work. But then, do you know what? You, there's 
it's a pandemic, isn't it? I mean, I think me and Boogie are a little bit jealous of you. Like, face back, you know. What? <clears throat> yeah, I don't even know what one of those look yeah. like anymore. <laughs> Um, my daughter is con- well. Miss is constantly buying them at the moment. She like left, right, centre. She even gets, she even gets her dad to wear them at the moment. So the only person she hasn't convinced is her brother yet. But she can get face packs. She loves the whole face packs. You know, doing your hair up and doing your nails. She loves it. And I just think I felt like I kind of found a little friend in her as well, Aww. and probably vice versa. I hope. It was quite cute. Do you know what I mean? And I just think sometimes the holidays are just not enough for that you know, where you can actually really chill out and just, like, gel with the kids. And, and that's what it felt like. So can't complain. But don't get, don't worry, you're going to get there too. So, you know, your kids are just young and they're just demanding. But once, once they get to an age of 10, they get a little bit more independent and mm-hmm. their understanding is a bit better. Because yeah, all I'm it, getting is face slaps is more like... than face packs. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> this little child is beating me. Slobber. <laughs> where's that? Where's that parent line? You know, oh, you know they should do a parent line. They really should. Honestly, man, and they're not even that light slap slap. Proper hard ones, you know. And I'm just like, I just, but the thing is, that little giggle after it, you think, oh yeah, it was worth it. Just for that giggle. <laughs> you know what? If I gave you a, That's if I gave you a clap and I giggled at the end of it, would you feel the same? No, I'd probably beat you. <laughs> like I said, I, it's only cute with the kids. When an adult does it, no, it's not cute at all. But when, when a little baby does it, yeah. Three years and below. That's why they haven't created a parent. She's got a proper giggle. That giggle is the best. <laughs> Little cackle, wasn't it? Oh, she has. She's got a proper mm. little chuckle with it. Yeah, she gets up from my auntie. Yeah, Muso Monica, <laughs> famous star. Oh, I don't know how much I cackle like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like a good laugh. There's nothing wrong with a good laugh. You need to get out of your system sometimes. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to our very second podcast. Uh, it's me, Monica Riat here, with Sauna Maria and Buggy Riat. I would just like firstly like to say uh, a big thank you to everyone who's been listening in to us and for the great messages that we've been getting. It's been phenomenal and overwhelming and we absolutely appreciate it. So thank you so, so much for joining us on our journey and here's your second one. We hope you enjoy um, as everybody knows, uh, we are coming up to a lockdown uh, in a matter of days, and uh, we thought we'd just talk about that for the moment. So, Sornan, what's your take on the new lockdown co- coming about? Um, I, I, I find that it, it was going to happen. It was coming. Um, you know, numbers were going up, and, you know, I, I think... But at the same time, it is. Oh no, this has not gone right. I messed up. <laughs> Can we start again? <laughs> God. Okay, just keep going. I'll try and edit this bit out. Okay, ask me again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I'll give you a few minutes. We'll start with Buggy. Buggy, what do you think of the uh, new lockdown restrictions that are coming about? What are your thoughts on it? Um, 
I don't really think much is going to change for me, to be honest. I am already working from home, and I have been since March. So I'm going to continue to work from home. Um, my son is still going to school. So that again, that's not going to change. So I, I, to be honest, I know it's hap- you know, the, the lockdown is going to go ahead on Thursday. Well, you know, depending on who gets voted against, but very unlikely. Um, I, I just, for me personally, I just not going to have any sort of real change other than the fact that I can't do my Christmas shopping in the shops because most of them are going to be shut. I think it's going to affect people more, and that's something silly, but it's going to affect probably those people more who kind of work in hospitality, gyms, you know, cafes, pubs, as we all kind of hear about it on the news all the time. But for me, it, it's not really going to change, like I said, other than the fact that I have to now kind of organise my Christmas shopping. Um, and to be honest, I, I think I just feel really sorry for Boris Johnson. I think that's that's the general feeling that I get every time I hear about another lockdown. I'm, I feel a lot of empathy <laughs> for him. Yeah. <laughs> but that's I about it. Man's lose, the man's losing more and more hair every time we see him, honestly. He's just with more away. He's got, yeah, he's got Brexit on one side. He's got COVID on the other side. He's got Labour Party just, you know, literally just going out all the time. I don't think anyone's got anything nice to say about him. And I just feel really <laughs> sorry. And I believe he became a dad this year as well. So I'm sure he is just having the worst year ever. And I just think it's really, really bad. So I think more than the lockdown, I think I just have a huge amount of empathy for him um, and how he's coping with it. I know that you know, there's probably more political things to be said about it, but I, I, I think I think it's just... I. Yeah, it's really tough, really tough. But for me personally, it's not going to make a huge amount of difference. I don't think anybody would want to be in his shoes at the moment. I don't think anybody would. I think, uh, I believe it's Rishi, that um, the Chancellor, he said that he didn't want to be in his shoes at all. So, I think he's in his shoes. <laughs> God. It, well, yeah, not his shoes either, to be fair. <laughs> I think if it's you're busy. Boris or you're Rishi Sunak or you're the health minister, and I can't remember what his name is, I think those are the three positions you don't want to be having this year because they're yeah. the worst ones to have. And Labour's probably having a field day. You take your separate issue. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Sonam, how is this going to affect you? Um, to be honest, obviously, um, I'm not working, so um, it's it's my life is pretty much going to more or less stay the same. I think the only difference is there's not going to be um, not going to be able to see you know family as regularly um, obviously where you know COVID symptoms are going up in our areas um, so th- there is that worry now of going out and you know take- taking the kids out to go places or whatever it is but now obviously it's going to be even more harder now with the lockdown um you you don't even have the option anymore so i think that's that's going to be the most hardest bit really um so yeah yeah i think that that's the main part but for me because you're going to be pretty much at home because you are a stay at home mum as well um so you, you're going to spend a lot a lot of time indoors how are you going to like I know, like you, like you said, you're not going to be seeing a lot of family. I know that, you know, we have video calls and we do do that fairly often. But how are you going to try and keep, you know, like keep the call, so so to speak? You know, you've got two young kids. 
uh, no doubt, you know, they, they do push all the wrong buttons at the wrong time. But how are you mm. going to, like, try and keep calm and, you know, try and get yourself through it without not losing it as such? But, you know, it can get quite overwhelming sometimes. And, you know, it can get stressful um, because, like, you've got two two very young ones, you know, that are, kind of are demanding at, at most but times. I th- so. But I think where the schools are still staying open, so um, my eldest... He he will still be going to nursery, so mm. even though he's only doing like you know a few half days, but it, it, that is still a big difference, you know. At least that's, you know, for example, three meals that I don't have to worry about, and yeah. um, you know, just little things like that. And I think that's another thing that people are worrying about is you know the kids going hungry. Um, yeah. So that is- that's that's one less thing for me to worry about, I suppose, and then I can focus on 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 my little baby baby one. Mm. Um, but I think the the other thing is going to be um where it's going to be difficult is where where the kids ask to go and see, you know, this that and, and you know this place or this family member, and then it becomes a bit more emotional. Mm. Um, because it's it's so hard to say no to a child, isn't it? <laughs> Suppose <laughs> just like you know, as a, parent, you, that. <laughs> yeah, as a parent, as a parent, you just um, you 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 kind of struggle with saying no to them. If like it's four four basic things like that anyway. Mm. Oh. That's one of, one of them in the background. <laughs> There you go. she's done her debut on our podcast <laughs> <laughs> what about you how are you gonna try and I know that you're working from home so then you do have that transition from you know home life to work life although you're probably in the same space in itself but how are you gonna try and keep it on like cool so to speak because obviously you know uh your your little one uh is it's not demanding, but he, he challenges you, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But at the same time, I think because he's growing up now, you know, he's going to be seven next year. I think he's kind of coming out of the, I don't know how long the whole terrible two thing was supposed to last for, but I feel like it lasted for a long time. <laughs> it was supposed Come to last like one stopped. year, but he's a two. I don't know, man. It's supposed it's to stop out of But... <laughs> It just, I feel like now, you know, it's kind of in between, like it's coming out of it and you're starting to like chill out for a bit more and he's a bit more relaxed and, you know, yeah, there's moments, but, you know, it's not as bad. And to be honest, I guess because he goes to school between nine and three, I get a good chunk of the day where... I think it would have been worse if if the schools were closed as well. It was, I think that was the hardest time, the first time, because where he was at home and no fault of his own, where he was at home and I was trying to work and also try and keep on top of the schoolwork and try and manage mm. that, you know. So I think, to be honest, I end up I ended up befriending, like, lists. I had multiple lists going all the time. And, yeah. you know, just, just and literally, and it's as basic as it sounds, but it was, like, literally checklists, you know, print off his work for the day, you know, get, get I would organise my meetings around the time that I knew he would be settled the most, like around once he's eaten his snack or something or just after lunch and he's quite content. You know, I'll be scheduling my meetings around that or trying to schedule in work that I knew I had to focus where I knew he was more content. So, you know, you have to get really, really on top of the whole time management thing and you really have to be on, like, making lists and being organised. 
and also accepting the fact that you're not always going to get everything done um you know so just also not being hard on yourself and feeling guilty for the fact that sometimes you have to put in front of the tv for half an hour so you can get something done or the fact that you might have to push back a meeting to a following day because he needs your attention for whatever reason so I also I think the biggest thing was the first time around was accepting the fact that you know things are going to happen it's okay because it's out of your control and not to feel too guilty about it you know because I think we get so caught up on trying to give our kids the best and by the best I mean above and beyond the basics which is making sure they have their meals, you know, their three or four meals a day, making sure they've got clothes, clean clothes on their back, making sure they've got a good roof over their head. You know, those those are the basic things that a child needs. But we get so caught up in giving them all of our 100% attention all the time that, you know, we, we put a huge amount of pressure on ourselves and, and we tend to feel quite guilty if we don't if we don't meet up to that. So I think yeah. I definitely, during the first part of the lockdown, like the first time it happened, I... I came to realize that you know what I don't need to be as hard on myself about that and just again and it was just basic things like taking him cycling in the morning before we settled down to going to work because you know he would get a good energy release it would freshen us up for the day by just getting out and not just staying indoors all the time and I think I've carried that on you know throughout being at home even though he's gone to school I you know I go for walks in the morning I try and go for a walk in the afternoon it keeps 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 my you know kind of mental health in check keeps my body in check um but yeah the, the, it's really difficult you can't you really have to be in tune and and to live into live in awareness of what you and your body needs and what your family needs and what your home needs because if you're going to try and wing it quite frankly i think that's where you, you it tends to all go wrong to be honest yeah you know because i think this um like you just touched on the mental health side of things i think people um I think it was announced that during the first lockdown, the rates on that just went exceptionally high. Um, and yet you think that, you know, you're in your comfort zone, you're at home, you know, you would expect that, um, you know, you, you're not having to sort of push, push yourself out there. Um, but yeah, no, I, assumption, I do, yeah, that, you know, if you're at home, it's easier. But sometimes I think yeah. it's actually more, it's more difficult. Because you have everything at hand. So, for example, the cookies and the crisps in the kitchen is at hand. No <laughs> one's watching you. How much you oh, want to so eat? True. You know what Don't. I mean? So, like, whereas in the office, you know, if you're not if you're working outside the home, you know, you ain't got time for that. <laughs> there's no kitchen near your desk. Yeah. You know, so there's things at hand. All the fact that you know your kids are there, all the laundry baskets right there. You're like, oh, I'll put that wash on, or I'll get that bit of cleaning done. I'll, and suddenly, you know, that break you get between work management and um, kind of your home life, you don't, it, it kind of all meshes in. And then you're kind yeah. of, you can't, I don't know, you, you, you tend to lose your days, which is why, you know, like I said, going back to taking regular walks, getting your mental health in check, making lists, allocating your time, time management, big, big one for me anyway. But I don't know, I think Swanham obviously it might be different for you because having two young, young ones. And obviously not working. Your day is there a checklist in place? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm very strict with um, routine. I mean, I have like OCD issues where you know things need to be done a certain way at a certain time. So if something kind of goes out of place, my my brain just goes haywire. <laughs> so it's it's trying to find. 
um, a, a balance and and what you mentioned as well, Buggy, about not to being not being too hard on yourself. And I think that's one thing I majorly struggle with, um, like not being too hard on yourself because where I see myself as a person, you know, not working, I feel like I need to do more because I don't work. Um, so yeah, that's the pressure you like, put on you know, yourself. Making yeah, like. I have to make everything from scratch, for example, or the meals, you know, rather than, you know, bunging things from the oven, I say, is where, where some people would would probably prefer that now and again and, and they'll be okay with it. Whereas in me, I'd feel like, oh, like, what's my excuse sort of thing, you know? Like, I, I am really tough on myself. Um, or the, the, the first lockdown, I felt like, oh, God, I had to do a lot of, you know, educational stuff, like, with apparently um, uh, my, my my you know my son who goes to nursery because I felt like he was losing out on I know it's only nursery but you know you you want him to get the best start in life I suppose and I'm thinking okay like I'm I'm new to this and I need to figure out things to for him to do you know you just you just think of so many other things that you you need to be doing with your kids because you feel like you have to because you don't work um and i think that's that's where my pressure kind of came from because i was just doing all this other additional stuff as well as you know keeping on top of the housework and you know all these other bits but i think that this like I said, the fact that the schools are open this time, they, I, I do, I would get a tiny bit of a break in between. Um, but, you know, sometimes that break is never there. <laughs> I think you're right, though. <laughs> because now I've got the other one. I think you are right, because I think when, um, when, when you hear about a, a mum, like, just being, a, a, you know, at home all the time, not working, automatically you assume that she's doing everything from scratch. And automatically you assume that, and I don't think it's a, it's just an individual thing. I think it's a, a society thing. It's, it's a cultural thing as well, where you're expected to kind of, you know, you're supposed to have all the time, right? You're supposed yeah. to be able to do it because you're not working. Yeah, because that's what people will <laughs> yeah. presume. Yeah, they, they think, oh, okay, if you're not working, then what, what you're doing what all you day doing with, you know, the, the, the six, seven extra hours that you do where you could have been at work. But then they forget the fact that, okay, those six, seven hours that, you know, you would have put that child into nursery. What are your nursery people doing with your child in that time is what you would be picking up on as a mum at home. So I think people forget that part of it. So, you know, you are still doing all of those other things like, you know, still having to feed feed them those extra few meals um, that you wouldn't have done if you were at work and you know changing clothes and I'm, I'm constantly changing clothes because you know one's just about pot well just finished potty training and one's in nappies and we still have an accident so getting through a few fair bit of clothes and getting more laundry but thank god for you know, it's, it's, it. I think that's what people kind of oh. That washing machine does not stop. <laughs> it's just constant. I have to minimum every day, you know, at least a wash. If the washing machine is not on in the day, part of the family, there's, there's something wrong. 
There's something wrong. <laughs> member you know, of the family. We actually got, you know, we would start questioning it. How, uh, how, Why is there not on? Are you sure? Like, let's go check in the rooms. Are there any clubs in the floor? <laughs> you actually get quite immune to the noise as well, don't you? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. You're waiting for the beep. I mean, we've got, a, well, our, our little beep beep thing is kind of broken down on us, poor thing. But... It's given up. I'm not surprised. Well, Monica's washing machine goes on so much here yeah, that it's going to take off. It sounds like a Lego helicopter. <laughs> You know what? I've had my washing machine replaced every four years, I think, because my washing basket, I have never seen the bottom of it. Let's be <laughs> honest. I never have actually seen And my kids are older. I have no excuse, to be fair. And and I do do a wash every day, practically. But I still haven't seen the bottom of that washing basket, I swear. And I think during lockdown, the first time around, was probably one of the first times I saw it. Uh, nothing since then. So I suppose one thing will probably good come out of it is that I will come to see um the bottom of my washing basket but yeah well my, my washing machine goes off like you know like when you said it <laughs> sounds like it's about to take off yeah. <laughs> it's spinning so hard it's working so hard <laughs> it's working so hard I make it work so hard but you know oh, what I'll be honest god for machines though yeah man. I, I think, think, I think doing sometimes we oh my goodness I think we <laughs> kind of do take it no that's uh, that's one thing though but I think we're very lucky to be having, I suppose, a pandemic in 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 this situation where we still have our technologies because it would have been ten times more worse. I would say in our parents' generation, you know, if if mm, they had to course. go through it in, in at, at our age. Could you imagine if we had to hand washed? <laughs> no, but you know what? To be honest, I'll I'm, be. I'm, I'm still grateful. If if there was a well, technology. Like for the way that you know we use it now in for work, let's say, I would have been out of a job because there's no way I could have done my job at home without the technology. You know, I would have been required well, to go into the thing. office. We're lucky that you know so, we still have technology for people to yeah. still kind of work from home during the pandemic. The redundancy so rate would have been a much higher income. Absolutely, absolutely. So I think we still got to be grateful the fact that you know we still got things out there that are helping us through it. Yeah, you know, a little handy helpers. I'd I'd call them. It's that whole concept of looking machine. at the glass is half full, not half empty, isn't it? I think that's the kind of approach yeah. sometimes to take. I mean, there were times, especially yeah. in the first yeah. lockdown, where you know, I I I'm not even going to lie about this. Like, literally, the honest truth is, because I had, you know, obviously a little one at home and trying to manage it all. Yeah, you know, sometimes you ain't got time to make a fresh meal all the time. I'm telling you, you know, cheese toasties. Or you know some nuggets in the oven, man. They were my go-to because you you don't always get the time to make you something fresh no. all the time, you know, because you can't juggle it all, you know. Yeah. So you so just do what's quick. The, the, the other was my well best friend. The, yeah, I have to do it as well because you know with the little one, if if they if she's due a feed at the same time as you know my son, then I'm stuck. What do I do? You know, no, no, you do what you have to do. Part of me, you know, randomly making a fresh meal, you know, and now she's weaning as well. So that's another meal I've got to think about, <laughs> you know, and I've got to mush it in everything, you know. It's like, you blend everything. <laughs> do you have a separate machine for that, don't you? Sort of, I do now, yes. Brenda, the blender, you know, isn't it? <laughs> when, when I brought it, I was just like, I, I felt guilty, I felt like I was cheating because, again, yeah. it's, it's that pressure I'll you put on you yourself. Are. Yeah, but how do you feel now about it? 
<laughs> I still got to bloody cut the stuff done. I to put it in the damn machine. So uh, I'm just trying to think. Well, I don't know what. Well, it saves a bit of time. I suppose you're not having to oversee things, which is a good thing. That's the good thing about that machine. Uh, I, I suppose. Um, to, people, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be fair, I think we. I think as women, uh, and I'm sure this goes out to all parents in general as well, men and women, mums and dads. Um, I think we are our biggest critics. Um, yeah. I think we do put our pressure on on ourselves the most. I think we're out to prove. We feel we're out to prove to the world that we can do this, and, and I, I think, think the only ones that's watching, that, watching is us. We need to stop. But you know what? Yeah, I mean? the it's, only it's people are watching the, is us. No, it's all the crap on like. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm not trying to be judgmental, where, but it's all the crap that you see on TV and all the articles that come out about how you're supposed to be the best parent of of the year and how you're supposed to never tell your child off and how you're supposed to be there at the beck and call and how you're supposed to do all the activities in the day so they have great brain power in the future so they can become a, a big brain surgeon or something. It's like, for goodness sake, can we just not allow the fact that a parent might need to tell their child off now and again? You know, we might lose the plot because we're tired and we've had a shit day. Can we just not accept the fact that, you know, there's good days and there's bad days and it's all okay. And you know what, as long as the kids are getting the basics, mm. it's okay. You know what, why do we have to, you know, like now they say, you know, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't shout. <laughs> so it's a bit something that you shouldn't shout at your kids because it's a self-reflection on yourself. But it's like, no, but sometimes your kids are just making a shit of a mess. Yeah. And they're pushing your buttons. Yes. They need to turn it off. It's got nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can think, never say no to your child. Extreme. Yeah, I think it is a bit extreme. I think you'd, I mean, if if you've got to say no to yourself, sometimes the fact that you know, you know, there there'll be days where you might have to say no to a shower to yourself. Then sometimes that child needs to have a no too. You know, it's only fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you know, your husbands might have to see you. You know, not in your best ways. You know, the at your worst. Yeah. So, and you know what? They also <laughs> have to accept that because you know what? you're tired and you ain't got time for that. <laughs> I do feel sorry for my husband. It's got to be a, so a family. I'm going to put it out there. I'm, I'm very sorry. But, you know, once lockdown is over, I'll be a new lady. Get myself back out there. <laughs> Come well, on now, yes. let's, go for a, let's go for a dinner date. <laughs> I would just say, the other, as we were listening to the news, obviously they were telling us, like, you know, the non-essential places are going to close. And then they highlighted beauticians, and my husband just looked at me. <laughs> and I was like, "You cheeky shit!" <laughs> like, Excuse me. You know, I'm so grateful <laughs> that you know, you know, as being, you know, you know, Indians, and we've picked it up. I'm so lucky in that sense. I'm so thankful that I can use a thread and know how to use it. <laughs> I swear to God, three dubs in it with all the hair that we bloody well get. Goodness sake, you're throwing it crazy. You Asian hair, Asian hair. I'm sure we've probably got more here than men at times. <laughs> so true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have I to say that to my husband now and again because, you know, just to make him feel grateful, you know, for the effort that I put in. Yeah, don't forget Asian women here, you know, we have, we have more than men sometimes, you know, but, you know, I, I look after myself. Just put it out there. <laughs> and the day I want to get back at you, I'll let it all grow back. <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you keep me happy. <laughs> but then how, how how so this would be considered also as 
sort of looking after yourself as well. I mean, is it something that you guys take care of during lockdown or you just let it be or no, you no. just don't care? Or... It's it hard enough being in lockdown as it is, yeah. Letting on trying to, trying to look. Why, why do you need to look all fancy and all, all, all the rest of it when you're indoors? No, but you, know, gonna the, see you. but you know the best thing, though, right? But your husband's going to see you if he's sitting at home with you, isn't he? <laughs> Yeah, but it's not like he ain't seen nothing before. No, I'll be honest with you. The best thing, okay, apart from the fact that the face mask is there for protective reasons, yeah. But I'm telling you. Well, you ain't going to wear a face mask at home like me. No, but if you're at home, No, but if you have to go out and do the school run and you ain't done your upper lip or something, that face mask is a blessing. I'm telling you. You can go a couple of extra days without having to do it. I'm telling you, the face mask is brilliant. Oh, God. That's not the reason why. What do you mean? <laughs> well, I can't walk around at home with a face mask. Well, he'd be like, well, hold on a second. You know, why you got a face mask on at home? <laughs> I'm talking about more in public. You want to see behind this, love. <laughs> it's more in public. You have to worry about doing your upper lip because doing the school run or something like that. It's pretty good for that. Mm. Yeah. No, no. but is it, is, is it important for you to go? Is that your way of keeping, you know, like, like self-care in, in one way that, you know, if you if you sort of dole yourself up or even just dress up nicely and smart or whatever the case is, you know, does that, how does that affect your mood while being yeah, locked down as well? Yeah, it makes you feel good when you, when you obviously have sorted yourself out, but uh, I don't know. It don't bother you if you haven't. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't even used a hairdryer from March. I'm sure I haven't. <laughs> or a straightener. <laughs> Lucky husband. Oh god. Frizzy hair going on there. I'm just glad I had my hair cut before the first lockdown, otherwise then that would have been all the way down to my ankles by now. <laughs> oh no. To be honest, though, I don't think those things fair, are just... that important. Nah, I don't think so. And I'm, no. I'm I, I, maybe it depends on the kind of hair god. you have. Like if it's like grows really fast and it's really thick or something and then, then obviously it's a bit of an issue fair enough you know but if it's if it's but it's the same with men though like you know with with the, with the first lockdown i had to cut my husband's hair oh wow yeah because it grew too long mm. oh wow so it, it was it was crazy and then i actually i was actually really chuffed with myself i kept looking at him every day thinking, I did that. I did that. No, looking at him for the other reason, but more like what you've achieved on his head. No, uh, no, I was checking his You're ear proud out. of yourself. I was giving myself brownie points. I was, I was well chuffed with that. I was like, wow. I didn't even know I could do that. Oh, yeah, I had to cut my son's hair too. Yeah, could you do it again? And I was like, no, I ain't doing that again. It was stressful. But yeah, no, I think it is what it is, isn't it? I mean, I think at the end of the day, you you got your health. That's the main part of it all. I mean, self-care. I mean, yeah, it is important to look after yourself. But, you know, I think if you've got your your health and you, you just try and keep, keep going and look at the bigger picture here, I think that's, that's the most important thing. You know, try not to dwell too much about it and, and, and just do what you can just get through so yeah well clearly it's important to show gratitude and and 
yeah, like you said, thank your blessings for, mm. for what you do have. You know, if you've, you've got food on the table, you've got a roof over your head, everyone's health's intact. Well, what more could you ask for? Yeah. Um, you know, and then it's, I think it's something that we should always be thankful of, not just during a pandemic. You know, we should be happy and grateful for what we have. I think things like, you know, and I know that it is important that we have good jobs and everything else, but you know what? If, you, if your willpower is good and you have the confidence in yourself, and even if you don't at times, you know, find you that strength. Give yourself on the off days. Just yeah, yourself. yeah, I mean, don't don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself time, you know, and build yourself back up again. And you know what? You'll find yourself there at a good place again, you know. Mm. Um, I think it's important that we sort of look out for each other as it is important. And, you know, look out for yourself. Don't, don't put yourself under pressure because you think this would be the right thing to do. I mean, there's times where, you know, during lockdown, sometimes the pile of dishes will be going hitting the roof and, you know, laundry basket is topped up and, you know, you're in the middle of homeschooling and you've got clients to get back to. But you know what? It's okay. It, we will get to the bottom of it and it will be a better day next tomorrow. You know, don't be so hard on yourselves. No one's sitting there judging you. You know, you're like I said, you're your biggest critic. And maybe you sh we shouldn't be hard on ourselves. Um, and I think if we ease off that, you know, we'd feel comfortable, we'll be happier. And I think everyone around us will be happier as well. So I think all in all, you know, with the lockdown approaching, I think one, what probably a good message out to all our listeners is that, you know what, don't be hard on yourself. Um, try and see the good in a bad situation. And you know what? Keep smiling and it will get easier and it will get better. How about that, guys? Yep, yep. totally agree. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up there for the moment. Um, this isn't the last of our podcast, so we will be sending out another one soon. Um, so keep tuned and keep listening to us uh, and do send us messages or if there's anything that you'd like us to touch base on or to talk about, um, keep us posted. And... Uh, yeah, we'd like to catch up with everyone else. So bye from me, Monica. You guys. See ya. Goodbye. And take care. <laughs>